0: Welcome to the Life 21 Church Podcast. Thanks for joining with us today as we explore the Gospel of Matthew. We pray that as you listen, you would come to more fully understand the answer to this age-old question, who is this Jesus? Hello and welcome to episode four We're excited to have you joining with us again. Today, the theme is Jesus rescued by angels. This part of the story in Matthew 2, uh, verses 13 through 23 is a beautiful depiction of Jesus's worth to God and also how God, the heavenly father, has a way in a fallen world where evil and violence is all around us. He has a way of protecting all of us, but specifically, he's even better positioned in a way to protect those of us who are listening and responding to his voice. Before we jump into verse 13, the context we remember from podcast one through three, we had Jesus's genealogy, Jesus's birth, and then the last part was Jesus's first worshipers, these magi who came, political rulers from the east that sacrificed so much to come and worship the king. Verse 13 picks up right after they have left. Before we read, I want to highlight one thing. I have been, even in my own studying and meditating on this Who is this Jesus series, I have been amazed to just think through how important this figure is. I mean, the fact that we're living in 2022, we're that far away from his birth, that's how we calculate time. I've just been thinking about how much Jesus' teachings, which we're going to see in the book of Matthew, continue to shape this society, even when we don't realize that our laws, our cultural norms, so much of what we have in the United States of America, and even throughout the world, is us living in the wake of his teachings, his life, and how it's crafted humanity the last 2,000 years. And so even today, as we read again the Gospel of Matthew, It's just one of four biographies. I don't know of, feel free to write in if you know of, I don't know of any other historical person that had the privilege of having four different people write complimentary biographies about them. That's just another reminder of God's heart to highlight this person of Jesus and to help us as humanity recognize that he stands apart as the most important person that we can know, and the one that we're invited to follow. So let's follow him, in a sense, into his story, this incredible story, starting in verse 13 of Matthew chapter 2. It says, "'When they, the magi who worshiped him, had gone, "'an angel of the Lord appeared to Joseph in a dream. "'Get up,' he said. "'Take the child and his mother and escape to Egypt. "'Stay there until I tell you, "'for Herod is going to search for the child to kill him.'" Now we remember Herod was a governmental leader appointed over the Jewish land the Israeli land of Judea and he was challenged as we often all are when Jesus Christ is coming into our life and God and others is saying Jesus is worthy of our finances Jesus is worthy of our uh, our follows uh, our following all of our days he's worthy of our time he's worthy of everything even myself as a pastor even this last week I, even in reading this Bible, was challenged again with how much Jesus expects and wants of my life. For my benefit, yes, but just like Herod was threatened of saying, no, I'm the king of the Jewish people, they're claiming this guy's the king, he immediately went to resist and even kill the child. So today as we continue to read, may your heart be touched with clarity if there are ways that in your heart that there's a resistance towards God and Jesus Even maybe beyond what you're aware of, where you're hesitant to open up, to have to sacrifice and lay down what you have for the sake of giving him what he's worthy of. So Joseph is warned about this resistance. Verse 14, So he got up, took the child and his mother during the night, and left for Egypt, where he stayed until the death of Herod. And so was fulfilled what the Lord had said through the prophet, Out of Egypt I called my son. This is a verse that's pointing to Jesus hundreds of years before Jesus shows up, which the Bible does in a stunning way. The Bible is a book that is unlike any other in that so many things were accurately revealed before they came about. And for many modern-day scholars, there's a way that we can try to reinterpret the timing of, well, who wrote this and when was it written, because we don't have a framework for that type of revelatory accuracy, because many of us haven't experienced that before, and so we don't know what to do with it, even though the nation of Israel, ancient scholars, the whole tradition of uh Christianity and even those that aren't believers have recognized the ancientness of the text, the uh, legitimacy of the text that all points to the fact that God wanted to make it so clear to every reader and to every person that he sovereignly laid this whole journey out and Jesus was his perfectly planned gift to us, a gift that he was not willing to allow to die. He was not, God was not gonna allow the gift to you and to me to be destroyed. So verse 16, when Herod realized that he had been outwitted by the Magi who had never come back to him, he said, go worship the king and then come back to me so I can worship him, really so I can kill him. It says that he was furious and he gave orders to kill all the boys in Bethlehem and its vicinity who were two years old and under in accordance with the time he had learned from the magi so approximately two years previous that's when the magi seemingly first saw that star that sign and they were struck with oh my goodness this god king is here this priestly king who we are to worship even though we're the counselors of a different king of a different empire we are gonna leave ours to go and worship the one true worthy king. I wanna challenge us today. This is really a reminder for myself and for all of us. It can be so easy in a sense to worship or to give our attention to ourselves, our spouse, governmental leaders, entertainment leaders, And the Magi are a beautiful picture of those that sacrificed. They gave up their time, their finances, their resources to worship the one who is actually worthy of it, even though he was still a baby. King Herod is furious because he realized, whoa, a king supposedly is born. This baby is two years old or younger, and I do not want him rising up and taking over my position. And so then he orders that all the babies boys two years and under killed in the entire vicinity of bethlehem verse 17 describes it this way then what was said through the prophet jeremiah was fulfilled a voice is heard in ramah weeping and great mourning rachel weeping for her children and refusing to be comforted because they are no more rachel of course was the original mother of the tribe that became those that settled in the area of Bethlehem. And Jeremiah gives us another prophetic decree, another thing that the scriptures are filled with of prophetic revelations of how Jesus' story would play out. Jesus' story is not some random blip on the screen of history. Jesus' story is the culmination of 4,000 years of humanity walking away from God, God bringing us back, and every time that God brought us back, he would promise again, I'm bringing you back now in this way, but ultimately I will bring you back through one of you, through a man who is me, a Messiah. And so Jesus is the culmination of really human history and God's plan to save us to the uttermost. So here we have it, hundreds, dozens, thousands. We don't know the exact number, but so many children massacred because of an evil man that didn't want to stop being king. Here's the challenge to us today. I know in my own heart and all of us, there are things we hold on to that we've put our identity in, our sense of success in, our sense of legitimacy in, and God comes to us and says, will you surrender this? herod had an opportunity to not just say with his lips oh yeah come and tell me where jesus is or the messiah and i'll go worship him he could have actually done it herod had the opportunity to be the first governmental king to ever worship jesus in the history of humanity Even today, in the last couple years, there have been multiple presidences and kings and emperors, leaders of people groups who have been touched by God. Their eyes have been opened, and they have had the opportunity as a current governmental ruler to worship Jesus, the coming King of kings and Lord of lords, who will rule over all governmental leaders. Herod could have gone down in the history book of the first one, counseled by the magi who are counselors of other governmental rulers he could have followed their example gone to the messiah and been the first to worship the king saying i worship you king i use my kingship to lead your people well and i give you space to become the king whenever you want to and he missed it here's my challenge for us today are you missing out on worshiping the king giving your time, money, finances, and everything to worship the only one who's worthy and who is the coming king. Verse 19, this is what happens to all of us, whether we worship the Lord or not. After Herod died, that's the end for all of us. There's a death coming, and how are we spending the life that we have now? After Herod died, an angel of the Lord appeared in a dream to Joseph in Egypt and said, get up, get up, Take the child and his mother and go back to the land of Israel. For those who were trying to take the child's life are dead. So he got up, took the child and his mother, and went to the land of Israel. But when he, Joseph, heard that Archelaus was reigning in Judea in place of his father Herod, he was afraid to go there. Having been warned in a dream, he withdrew to the district of Galilee, and he went and lived in a town called Nazareth. So was fulfilled what was said through the prophets. He, meaning Jesus, will be called a Nazarene. I want to highlight a few things in our conclusion here. The Gospel of Matthew is written filled with scriptures. If you are familiar with our reading plan, you can find it at life21church.com. It's a reading plan that takes us through the whole of the Gospel of Matthew. But when you're reading the text and not just listening to it, you can see that these stories are filled with references to the Old Testament. That's the Jews' Bible in a sense, the Torah. And these texts all point, again, like I said, to Jesus' appearance and God's intentionality to tell everyone in advance many dimensions of how the story would play out. So, What does this passage mean for us today? What is God wanting to impart to us today? We see here that Joseph was warned again in a dream. This is multiple dreams. Jesus being rescued by angels, Jesus' family being led by angels. And in our daily reading plan, which I just mentioned, we also have prayer points. Maybe some of you have seen them, maybe some of you have not. But the question that we're inviting all of you to ask Jesus is this question. Jesus, is there anything endangering my life or calling that you want to lead me away from? Ask him that even now. You can pause the podcast or ask him afterwards. Just as God wanted to speak to Joseph, Joseph was available and listening. It came through a dream. To you, it might just come as a thought, an impression in your mind. A phrase might bubble up in your heart or you might be reminded of something that clarifies what God might be speaking. We see that what was compromising Herod's call or the invitation of God on his life was pride and him putting his security and identity in being a king we see that even that sin, that dysfunction, transferred down to his children. I know being a father of two girls, I see the good being passed from me and the bad. And just like Herod was resisting Jesus and his worth, his son Archelaus was the same. And Joseph warned, no, don't go there. They're going to resist Jesus to the point of killing him. So today as we conclude our prayer, my prayer for myself and for all of us, that any way that we're resisting Jesus, that our hearts would be opened, that we'd surrender our positions, our finances, our time, and that we would be led by God through his angels, through dreams, and through Jesus' word out of the things that hold us back and into Jesus, worshiping of him, glorifying him, and stepping into all the blessings that he has for us. Thanks for joining with us today. May God continue to reveal to you by His Spirit who indeed is this Jesus.